I begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of a land upon which this podcast is recorded and pay my respects to their elders, past and present. I extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may be listening here today. week's episode of Arcanum. It is me, your host, Jessica Ann. And this week's topic is one that I see affecting coaches, whether or not you have been in the game for five minutes or you have been here for five years. This particular issue I see as one of those classic elephants in the room. And this particular issue doesn't go away when you hit a certain revenue level. It doesn't go away when you have a certain number of followers on your social media account or on your mailing list. This particular issue, in fact, sometimes can become even more insidious the more successful you get. And the cost of not communicating about this, the cost of not being aware of it, is the very thing that I see killing launches, it is the very thing that I see sucking the joy out of businesses and is the very thing that I see people losing sight of the overall vision that they're here to create and what it is that they're here to do. So what is this issue? This issue that is costing people thousands of dollars a quarter, let alone a year. This issue that is costing people sleep and hours spent spinning their wheels rather than taking action. And on occasion, even contemplating whether or not this business, this industry is something they even want to be a part of anymore. This issue is the expectation that everything we do, everything we put out has to be perfect. Whether or not that is from a piece of content through to a launch strategy, through to an offering. Whatever it is, there is an unspoken epidemic of perfectionism that is silently killing more coaches than we really want to admit. And what is the source of this issue? Why is it that this perfectionism is so pervasive in this industry, particularly among individuals that have a degree of self-awareness? If you are in the transformation space, the likelihood is that you have spent time getting to know yourself. We have developed empathy, we have developed compassion, we have developed understanding. If we have gone through the doors of an NLP room, we understand that inherently everybody is doing the best that they can with the resources that they have. However, the standards with which we hold ourselves often isn't congruent with the compassion and the empathy we extend to other people, particularly when it comes to business. Why is that? Why is it that we have deleted the permission to get things wrong? Why is it that we have deleted the permission to experiment? And what is that actually costing us? So I really see this costing us in one of two ways. The first way that I see this costing us is that when we remove the permission to get it wrong, we are inherently removing the permission to get it right in new and innovative ways. To go back to hermetic principle, we think about the hermetic principle of polarity. So inherently we understand that 
everything exists in a dual context. Where there is right, there is inherently wrong. When we remove the permission to be wrong, we remove the permission to be right. And what we are left with is clinging to an inherited concept of what is right, what is true, what is correct, rather than actually being able to spread our wings and to evolve into new horizons and potentially discover new means and methods of embracing our natural gifts and talents and expressing what's wanting to work with us and through us. So when I say working with us and through us and being the expression of that, that can be a concept. Maybe there is something that is most on your heart to teach that is a departure from anything you've spoken about before. Can you be okay with looking at ways to express this new idea that may be a departure from how you've done things before? The other way that I see this costing us is that the more rigid we are, the more that we're stuck in a specific mean and mode of doing things, the more we are stifling our own growth. So even though it may work really well in a business sense in terms of doing the rinse, repeat, cookie cutter formula of taking one launch and applying it to the next and the next, what we're not providing for ourselves here is challenging new horizons to grow into. Things that allow us to expand and meet ourselves at our edges for us to experience ourselves in a new context. And that's not to say we throw all caution to the wind. <laughs> what I mean here is that there are certainly key business principles that are underlying and resounding regardless of this level of innovation that we're involving ourselves with. But when we are unwilling to look outside of this preordained path that we've always followed, we're not giving ourselves permission to see other possibilities. And I guess there's more than one cost here because the other thing that really troubles me about this lack of permission to get it wrong is that when we take away that permission to get it wrong, like I said before, we take away the permission to get it right, a lot of new and visionary ideas, a lot of things that we are wanting to articulate and to bring through, is it possible that potentially these require a framework that sits outside of our current awareness in order for them to be expressed to their fullest potential? Or is our need to follow the step-by-step -step formula so perfectly to avoid failing preventing us from ever even starting. So that's not to say that every time we're seeking to do something new or something brave or to get something out there that we need to completely reinvent the wheel, even though sometimes that may be the case. However, what I'm trying to say here is that sometimes it is the very thought of straying from the path that stops us dead in our tracks. So in summary, the cost of this need to get it perfect, this need to get it right, or this need to not get it wrong, we have the cost of lacking innovation. We have the cost of things getting stale and dry because we only have the one mean and mode of self-expression or expression of a concept or idea or a way of articulating it. And we also have the cost of inaction because we are crippled by this, this idea of needing to get it right. So how do we overcome this? What is it that we need 
to do or to embody or to explore to support us to overcome perfectionism and also to identify it because that's the other thing too this can be quite insidious because the other thing that coaches love to do is we love to integrity shame it's one of those other things that i see so often in the industry is we're so busy not only integrity shaming ourselves where we perceive ourselves to have fallen short on certain things that we said we do or deliver but also how we integrity shame one another so where does integrity shaming become perfectionism it is when there is a energy or energetic of self-blame rather than self-responsibility so when you blame yourself when you have you shame yourself for certain things that you have done hence the word integrity shaming it can be very destructive rather than constructive so when you notice shame what is your default response because shame can be very addictive do you collapse under shame or do you rise up recognizing it as a calling for you to move into a space that potentially you haven't moved into before that is when shame becomes a vehicle of self-responsibility and access to other dimensions of self rather than a reinforcing of a pre-existing narrative. So getting curious when we notice shame, getting curious when we notice integrity shaming and starting to lean in with this other word that you may have heard me mention earlier, compassion. Compassion and curiosity are the keys to creativity. Compassion and curiosity are the keys to creativity. And if you are an entrepreneur, which I'm assuming you are, and if you are listening to this podcast, the chances are that you are a creative entrepreneur. So in order for us to not only honor our creativity in the way that we create our businesses, but also choose to amplify and enhance it, we must bring in compassion and curiosity into our practice not only when we're sitting and reflecting on the things that we have are experiencing when we're meditating or we're in ritual but also bringing that exact thing into the business world how can we exercise curiosity and compassion in the space of business because this is an opening a softening and an opening into possibility so what does this look like practically what does it look like practically to apply compassion and curiosity in the real world in a business context one of the things that i talk a lot about with my clients and my students is giving yourself permission for the alchemy that is exists and is activated through something i call a shitty first draft can you be okay with fucking around and finding out there is an inherent energy of playfulness of the jester archetype that is activated within us when we actually give ourselves permission to be chaotic when we channel chaos as an agent of creativity as opposed to trying to keep chaos in a box we then create a relationship with it so can you give yourself permission to have a shitty first draft can you give yourself permission to also on occasion take that shitty first draft public what would it be like for you to take a departure from your usual regimen of being super rigid and super on point 
and on brand and to do something just for the hell of it. The reason I love to frame this as a draft is it gives us that visceral understanding that this is an invitation for this to be a work in progress, that we get to take our self-worth, our weight of who we think we are out of the equation and play, experiment. Much like in the transformation industry, we understand ourselves inherently to be a work in progress. Indeed, we honor the perfection that we are now as the sum of all of the things that we have experienced and undergone until this point. And we also acknowledge that there is a blossoming of potential that is still ahead of us. The same thing is inherent and like the same thing is required. I love that word inherent. The same thing is required in business. There is this blossoming that is calling us through. But if we continue to contract around it needing to be our magnum opus each and every time, it limits that ability to have a work in progress. So play with this concept of a draft. What would it mean for you to allow yourself to act on a nudge? What would it mean for you to challenge yourself on something that has just always been the way that it has been done? These are where the nuggets of gold are so often found. Even just to take this out of the context of business for a moment and to have a look at the idea of in day-to-day life when we take a new path. When we release attachment to a specific outcome and allow ourselves to explore a new way of getting somewhere or a new way of relating to a place that we often go. One of my habits is I love to go for a jog along the beachfront near where I live. And when I'm jogging along that beachfront, often I will always run south. It's like it's my default. I love the run down south. And there was something really interesting that happened for me when I ran north. It suddenly began opening up different thought patterns for me while I was running. There was different terrain that I was encountering. I also learned about other things in my local area that I otherwise wouldn't have come across. So in that permission to, and also that track north is a fair bit harder, I have also found out. So generally, if I'm feeling like it's going to be a great day and I want to challenge, I'll go north. Otherwise, it's south. Good old southie. So in that, not only have I acquired a larger knowledge base of my local area, I also understand the inherent qualities of both of those paths. And and what in turn that has given me is a wider resource pool from which to draw. So I can use this map, this broadened map that I have of the area and this knowledge to inform my other decisions, whether or not that is where I want to go for coffee or whether or not that might be where I want to go take my friend for a walk to explore. So taking that back to that idea of applying this in business and trying on new things and having that permission to get it wrong, we are creating new resources for ourselves. We are creating new experiences. We are creating it to be more exciting and unexpected. And this is the thing that often will make us stop. We think that because we have gone down pathway A so many times that it is always going to be the same result of pathway A. But one of the things that so often trips up entrepreneurs is that sometimes pathway A isn't what's required. We are being called into pathway B. And what I often see is people will overstay. So this ability and this skill to innovate and to experiment and to have a draft and to be a work in progress is required to have a sustainable business that we love being in that doesn't make us want to pull our hair out. 
So with that in mind, my invitation to you or your homework, if you will, is to take something that you always do a specific way in your business and play with it. What would happen if you did something completely different or new to how you normally do it with the permission for it to be a draft? I would love to know how you have found the content of this episode, any questions, any reflections, any things that have percolated for you as a result of today's share. And we will be back later on this week, depending on how you divide the week up, whether or not Sunday is your start or your end of your week. We'll be back in a few days with a new episode of Arcanum, which is an interview with the incredible Victoria Redbard. So be sure to tune in for that one. And I will speak to you guys soon.